Hello, everybody. This is John. Today, I want to talk to you about... Mm, well, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to reveal that yet because I just started talking and I didn't even say hello yet. You know you're supposed to say hello to people before you start talking about something, right? You don't just walk up to someone and say, I got a flat tire. Yeah, that, that would be weird. No. You gotta, you gotta say hi for, hi, I got a flat tire. Do you see how much more sense that makes? You don't just walk up to, you don't just go to Taco Bell and just walk up to the counter. I want a burrito. No, you say, hello, I would like a burrito. And you have to use that voice. If you don't use that voice, then, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, hello, I'd like a burrito. I talk like this everywhere. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. You guys might be listening to this podcast. You might be thinking, does this guy drink? Is he all there? Is there some kind of issue with his brain? The answer is yes. Yes to which one? All of them. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad you're joining me in the studio um, today, which, as I've told you before, that's just a fancy word for my garage. Although today we are working remotely. (laughs) I'm in a car right now, sitting in a parking lot. And um, that's how high-tech we are. We can actually take our studio abroad, if you will. (laughs) And um, so today um, we are going to have quite an exciting adventure. Because we are going to talk about a subject that I am super passionate about. No, not burritos. (laughs) We'll have to save that for another podcast. Um, I am equally as passionate about burritos as this other subject that I'm going to tell you about, um, which is public speaking. Now, in case you um, just landed on our planet from uh, Mars or some other place... Um, right now, there is no such thing as public speaking because there's no such thing as public, right? You can't even go out in public right now because of uh, some kind of uh, some kind of pandemic thing that's going on, which is not really the focus of this podcast, so we aren't going to even get into it. But again, if you just landed on Earth, I would get caught up. I would... If I were you, I would use your alien powers to locate a newsstand and buy as many newspapers and magazines as you can. And hopefully you learned on your planet how to read and speak English. Then use... Well, you know what I just thought of? If you didn't learn English and you're listening to this podcast right now, you probably don't even know what I'm saying. But anyway... My point is, if you just landed on this planet, you should get caught up on what's going on in the world. Uh, Because if you don't know, it's very hard to go out in public right now. But before this pandemic, we had this thing called public, where you could actually go out in public to restaurants or meetings. And you could could actually talk to people. I, I know, it sounds so weird. You guys remember that? Let me see. When was the last time I I went in public? Well, 
probably about 11 months ago. Yeah, but I remember it like it was 11 months ago. It seems like 11 months ago, yeah. But I love public speaking. I love public speaking, which is so incredibly bizarre. Because if you knew where I came from, I don't mean geographically, but I mean with regard to this subject, you would understand that it is a straight-up miracle that I can even talk to people now. So if you know anything about me, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but if you know anything about me, you know that I'm a teacher. That's my my day job. <laughs> when I'm not making money from our 14 listeners on this podcast, I, uh, I do quite well as a teacher. And um, that was sarcasm in case you didn't get that. Teachers don't make a whole lot of money. But teachers do have to talk in front of people a lot. So for me to even have a job that involves public speaking is a miracle in and of itself. So, um, what I want to tell you is that I used to have incredible stage fright. Incredible stage fright. Imagine the most nervous person you know and multiply it times 17,428,864 and that's how nervous I would get talking in front of people. I'm talking nervous. And I have some real life examples to share with you. I also want to share with you guys the amazingly true story that led me to have a 100% reversal of my stage fright. And the best part is I'm not trying to sell you anything, so that's how you know this is true. Because sometimes when people try to sell you things, and then they tell you this amazing story, and at the end of the story they're like, and you can buy one of these for $29, and then you can have the same experience. Then you know it's bogus, because they're just trying to sell you something. I am not trying to sell you anything. I just want to tell you this true story, this amazingly true story. And also I'm going to share some stories with you from some friends of mine who have also overcome their stage fright and how they did it. So, if you love public speaking or you hate public speaking and you want to learn more about overcoming your fear of public speaking, your stage fright, or if you're just interested, interested, sorry, I can't talk. If you're just interested in listening to some weirdo talk for 20 minutes, then stay tuned to this podcast and you will have a good time. So let's hear a word from one of our sponsors and then let's get into this. Greetings. I hope you enjoyed your short break. As it turns out, we don't have any sponsors, which explains why you didn't hear from a sponsor during that break like I said you would. But Joe Rogan, I'm putting you on notice because you cannot have all of the sponsors out there. We're going to get one on this show. You wait and see. 
I know we only have 14 listeners right now, but guess what? We're going to be ramping things up. And when we get up to 15 or maybe 16, you better believe we're going to have a sponsor on this show. So we're talking about public speaking. How do you overcome your fear of public speaking? How did I overcome my fear of public speaking? Now I actually enjoy public speaking, but I couldn't stand it when I first started out and I was intensely afraid I mean I didn't urinate on myself or anything like that but I wanted to die seriously that's how bad I hated it well it turns out forcing myself to get on a stage was the first step it turns out I had an opportunity to teach CPR classes so I started teaching which is kind of a way to get on a stage and what I do is I would learn my material which was CPR training and I would throw in some funny jokes here and there and one could say that that was kind of the start of my stand-up comedy career (coughs) excuse me but what I didn't realize was every time every single time I forced myself to get in front of people I was slowly I was slowly overcoming my fear of public speaking. Then I bought a book on stand-up comedy because I had always thought that it would be fun to try to perform stand-up comedy. So I bought a book called The Comedy Bible, which as it turns out has nothing to do with the Bible, but it has a lot to do with comedy. And I started writing jokes. They were not funny. I just want to emphasize that. And when I got a couple jokes written down, I said, I'm going to go try these in front of an audience. And that's what I did. I played, uh, I played comedy clubs. That's what they say in the business. I played at the comedy store. I played at, at the improv. I played at this place. I played at the comedy and magic club, but I really, I did. I signed up for open mics and I started going to open mics again. These first few steps were pretty embarrassing. Nobody laughed at any of my jokes. I still remember the first joke I wrote had something to do with me mowing the lawn with my shirt off. And because I am not in the greatest shape, um, the, the police, when, when, when I was mowing the lawn, I don't know exactly how the joke was written, so this is not the joke, but it was just kind of the idea of the joke. The idea of the joke was that I'm so out of shape that when I mow my lawn, um, people call the police because they think there's a a lady with no shirt on mowing her lawn, mowing the lawn, but it's never mind. If I have to explain it to you, then you don't get it. And you know what? Nobody laughed when I told that joke. Um, I had another joke that I wrote about Chick-fil-A and how they're open. They're not open on Sundays and how I'm glad that Chick-fil-A doesn't own their own hospital and then I kind of did this act out where there's somebody who's shot in the back of the ambulance and they're like we're going to take you to Chick-fil-A Memorial and oh wait they're closed because you got shot on a Sunday we're going to have to take you to the atheist hospital and that was another one of my jokes but the point is I would take these extremely stupid jokes and I would try them out at open mics and then every time I went to an open mic I would get like 
one degree less shy. So if there's like 100 degrees of shyness, every open mic, I would go down one degree to where I eventually was very comfortable on a stage. And maybe the degrees aren't the best measurement or analogy, but you get the point. It really helped me. And now I actually enjoy public speaking. In fact, I want opportunities to speak publicly about Chick-fil-A and why they're not good because they close on Sundays. I actually don't like Chick-fil-A as much as everyone else does. It's not that good. And it's a ripoff. The price is so ridiculous. But maybe you're afraid of public speaking. Well, I can tell you right now, you don't have to be terrified like I was. You can literally put yourself in harm's way out of your comfort zone and get better at it. And it's a lot easier than you would think. And I actually host my own open mic now. Well, I used to before the pandemic. But I host my own open mic. I'm very comfortable with the microphone. I sleep with the microphone. I eat with the microphone. I go to the store with the microphone. Okay, now I'm just joking with you. But anyway, listen, I wanted to hear from my friends about what they did to overcome their fear of stage fright or public speaking. Here are what a few of my friends said. So yesterday I posted this question on Facebook. If you've ever battled stage fright or fear of public speaking, how did you overcome that? Here's what they said. This one is my sister, Stacy. She said, I quit teaching. No more stage fright. So you're a quitter? Okay. It's all right. That's all right. Uh, Jonathan said, I took a speech class. And also, it helps to be prepared and confident in your content. Stephen said, Stephen, this guy's silly. He says, well, when I have to do public speaking, I always have a Glock 9 in my pants. Um, okay, you know what? That's that's weird. That's Okay, you know what? Nancy says, you get better by just doing it. She said, I took a speech class in college and I freaked out during the speech. I ran out of the classroom and then later dropped the class. It wasn't until 15 years later that I took a public speaking class and aced it. She said, I tried Toastmasters a few times. The first thing I had to do was talk about myself for two minutes. I ran out of things to say at the one minute mark. That was a first. <laughs> All right. Christy says, pretend that you're not afraid. Okay, that's good. Jeff says, actually, Jeff's being funny. I can't read that one. Um, what else? Mike says, what if it's something that we still haven't overcome? Uh, Cammie says, I still deal with it. I don't, I don't sing solos because of it. Um, when I was teaching, I loved the subject. And let's see what else. Deanna says, open mics and stand-up comedy helps a lot. Um, she found a really cool comedy club that nurtured new comics. And that was a, an experience that helped her um, become a better public speaker. Liz says that her husband 
took a class at a comedy college and did stand up for almost two years and he has no more fear of public speaking. Problem solved. So it sounds like Tom pretty much had the same experience that I had with stand up comedy where it literally completely cured him and cured me of my fear of public speaking. Um, Brenny says she was forced to speak in public over and over again until the fear lost its power over her. Andrew says he pictures himself in his underwear. I don't know how that would help. I think you're supposed to picture the other people in the underwear, but uh, whatever works for you, Andrew. Um, let's see. Arlo gave me a really long answer, but um, let's see. It looks like his mom put him in situations where he had to do things like drop letters off at the post office or go into uh, little places and walk up to the door and pretend like he's in charge and do things like that. Um, asking for jobs in front of a group and doing presentations and it helped him to get better um, at a young age. Jack says that he actually teaches a class in how to speak with confidence. Uh, Marlo says that her pastor said um, let me see heard a pastor say, and if it felt like he was talking directly to me, I was holding myself back for many years from stepping out in courage. If you're paralyzed in doing what God is calling you to do because of fear, remind yourself it's not about you, it's about the people in your audience that you're going to impact. That is amazing. That's good because if you're, if you're whether you're making people laugh, whether you're teaching a class, you are essentially doing that for those people, right? You're providing a service or some type of entertainment or some type of learning environment. If you look at it like you're there for those people, that might give you more confidence. So that's good. I like that, Marlo. Um, Tyler says just act or pretend like you don't care just to fake yourself out. I've done that. Um, Marlo says, additionally, it helps to be prepared and know, know your material inside and out. And that leaves more room for authenticity and flexibility that you won't trip up if you're prepared. Laser focus on your why. Good. And remember the excitement and being anxious feel the same. It's just what you did, what you decide to call it. Good. All right, John says, for public speaking, practice, practice, practice. To sound professional, never ad-libbed or making it up as you go along. Practice talking out loud. Good, I do that all the time. Um, let's see, what else? Sherry says, she prays for the entire 65-minute drive to, or she prayed. So the first time she ever spoke, she was so nervous and she prayed the entire 65-minute drive. Um, and uh, when she finally hushed, God whispered, remember your audience is one, me. Um, when she arrived, um, let's see, she was calm. 
So there's a lot more to this story. It's great. I know Sherry, she's been speaking for over 20 years and she's a great speaker. Um, let's see, I'm going to read the whole thing for her. She says, First time I ever spoke, I was so nervous. Can you believe that about this loud southern gal? I prayed the entire 65-minute drive. When I finally hushed, God whispered, Remember your audience is one, me. When I arrived, I was calm. The fellowship hall was to the left of the sanctuary, and when we went in there, I had never been in there before. As I walked to the mic, I adjusted it. I looked up, and I saw on the back wall straight in my eye shot was a picture of Jesus. I shared my laughter and message to the audience of one. I must have done okay. The same audience has still has me still going over there 20 years later. That's awesome. Chris says, I speak to 3,500 people once a year. I just pretend that I'm speaking to one person. That's awesome. Aaron says, prayer and have a good grasp of the subject, organized, outline, and go. Okay. Ashley says, I still haven't overcome it. I get anxiety every time I want to throw up, LOL. I know how that feels. I feel like throwing up sometimes when I'm speaking in front of a crowd. Um, are you guys doing all right? I know there's, there's a bunch of these. Man, I could go on and on all day. Let's see, who else do I have here? Nicole says, honestly, you don't get over it. You get through it. How? By going in front of people over and over and over. Preparation is key. Good. Art says, I overcame it by not doing it. It's not the best method, but it's mine. I like that. I like that, Art. Josh says three things. It's not about you. It's about them. Number two, pay attention to the subject matter that you've well prepared and number three your job is the effort not okay number three your job is the effort the outcome is up to God okay people are just people and it's okay to be a little bit transparent it's okay to make mistakes they understand just be honest and do your job it'll be better than you think good I love that Josh Carrie says just trust God and don't eat beforehand <laughs> um <laughs> Michael, he put unbridled arrogance. That's. <laughs> oh, man. What else? Um, Joey says she loves being on stage. Um, it's the material that produces nervousness sometimes, but if you know it by heart, you can be confident. Good. And let's see. Deanna says it has layers. Live theater in high school was amazing. Um, let's see. She had, looks like she met someone who was uh, an influence on her, a Christian women speaker. And she said she could never do that. But she, let's see. Yeah, she said she could never do that. But the person she knew um, gave her an opportunity to do it and now she does that full time so that's great let's see what else Lee Lin says I used to be super shy and didn't know English 
I think it was a combination of launching a business where I had to talk to people every day and call doing YouTube videos and then Toastmasters. By the time I started doing stand-up, I became pretty confident. And Joel says, be prepared. If you are prepared, it takes a load off your mind because you can then stick to your material. Also, if you are in front of a crowd that knows you, you know they will extend you grace if you have a problem. If they don't know you and you mess up, well, who cares what they think? You'll never see them again. Also, enjoy it. If you have fun with it, it's so much easier. Yeah, I love that, Joel. Joel's a good friend from over the years. He's, he's a, also a preacher. So, good advice there. So, a lot of good advice from all of these people that are friends of mine. So, um, what did you find interesting out of that uh, list of ideas? Send me a message and let me know what you think or what the experiences have told you over the years in terms of public speaking. Maybe you've had your own experience. So let's take a quick break and I'll get right back to you. So did you learn anything today about public speaking that you find useful? Please send me a message let me know and I want to close things out with a famous quote from the great comedian Jerry H. Seinfeld you might be saying I didn't know his middle name was H I don't think it is I just made that up but according to let's see Jerry Seinfeld said this according to most okay that was the worst Jerry Seinfeld impression ever I'm going to start over. According to Jerry Seinfeld, he said, quote, According to most studies, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two is death. Death is number two. Does that sound right? This means to the average person, if you go to a funeral, you're better off in the casket than doing the eulogy. Listen, I don't need to look up Jerry Seinfeld's joke and research it to find out if it's actually true. I lived that joke. It is true. But it doesn't have to stay that way. Get on stage. Speak as often as you can in front of people. And guess what? You will overcome the fear of public speaking. Thank you. <laughs>